The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so, uh, four or five weeks ago, we started a series, and the reason we teach on, you know, in series is because we want to build a case, uh, and with the hope that when we get to the, you know, to land the plane, uh, we have some sort of conviction around the matter, and we can build our faith uh, on it. And so we started talking about uh, what I call the secret source to uh, victory, the secret source uh, to victory. So God has called us to a life of victory, every single one of us. Uh, God wants us to uh, be victorious in our finances. He wants us to be victorious in our health. He wants us to be victorious in our relationships. Uh, God wants us to be victorious in our businesses, in our career, all these different things. Uh, God has already ordained victory. Amen. Uh, it's a life of victory. This is why scripture says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to do what? To triumph or to win. Our God is a God uh, that enables us to win. Why? Because it is his will uh, for us to win. And so, you know, if you're joining us today and you haven't, you know, uh, uh, checked out the other uh, teachings, I encourage you to get on our YouTube channel and you can, uh, you know, catch up with uh, what's happening. Uh, but the secret source uh, to our victory uh, is in First John 5 uh, verse 4. And the Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 4, it says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And if you read uh, the same verse in the New Living Translation, it says for every, someone say every. every. Notice it didn't say some, it didn't say the, the, the favorite ones, it didn't say the special ones. Uh, this is for every single one of us. If you are a child of God, this promise uh, belongs to you. And so it says for every child of God defeats this evil world. And uh, we achieve this victory uh, through our faith. And so the secret source... Uh, to, achieve, to achieving victory in this dying, uh, a very difficult, uh, crazy, if you will, world, it's, it's our faith. It is, that's the juice. That's the secret source, right? Uh, we also discovered that this faith uh, will help us to live a life of fruit. Faith will help you to live a life of fruit. We're coming into a day and a time where, uh, you know, our words uh, will not mean much uh, if they don't match up with the fruit in our lives. Amen. 
uh, Jesus had a word for it. You know, uh, it wasn't a kind word. He said it's, it's, a, it's being hypocritical. That's what he said. When you have a word that does not match up with your, with your fruit or your lifestyle, it, it ought not to be so. And so I believe, you know, when we look at this and, you know, God gives us the secret source to live a life of victory, this is going to help us bring forth fruit so that our words right and our fruit uh, match up there's a, a witness between the two and that way uh, we'll be able to minister to others and to uh, reach many many people the world uh, really is looking for people that have fruit uh, for the most part the world uh, does not understand our you know a, a christian um, religiosiology if you will things uh, our, our Christian calisthenics, you know, the things that we do, that they, to be honest, they don't care, you know. Uh, the world don't understand tongues. Uh, they don't have respect for that. So you could speak tongues uh, from third heaven. The world don't care much about that. Uh, what they're looking for is, is fruit. Amen. And if you're able to uh, bring forth fruit, a life of victory, man, and minister fruit wherever you go, uh, it just opens up a door for you to be able to reach people and influence them uh, for the kingdom. And so we're coming into a time, I believe, uh, where we, we, God is calling us to do less talking but more showing. Amen? Uh, we're going to be showing the fruit to, to this world. And we also discovered on this journey that faith uh, is not a cheat code to life. Uh, faith is not a gimmick. Uh, faith is not a magic wand. Uh, faith is not, you know, uh, something that we run to uh, when we want to uh, patch up our lives. Uh, faith is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. I remember talking to one of my friends as I was, you know, thinking about uh, joining a gym way back in 2009. And I said to him, man, you know, I'm thinking about joining the gym and uh, building muscle. And, and I say this to him. I said, you know, my only concern is uh, what will happen to my body when I stop? And he looked at me funny. He said, why would you stop? I said, because, you know, I would have achieved. He said, you know, there's no stopping uh, to this thing. This is a way of life. And he looked at me and pointed at me. He said, you're going to be doing this when you're 50 years old. You're going to be doing this when you're 60, when you're 70. You're still going to be uh, uh, going to the gym and exercising so that your muscles don't atrophy. That's what he said to me. And it's funny, he was talking about muscles, but it, the, the same principle apply when you apply it to faith. There's no stopping. You don't stop just because you're got something you know your faith has produced this and now you take a vacation from it no you ought to live your entire life by faith amen we learned last week that faith is a servant and that we should send into all these different areas of our lives and we do not put uh faith to rest amen and so today we are continuing in the same uh, breath. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter number 11, uh, verse 1. We learned last week again that uh, faith is a title deed. It's a con confirmation uh, of the things that we do not see with these physical eyes. And so scripture says in Hebrews 11, verse 1, uh, this could be the, you know, a, a, a solid definition for the word uh, faith he says this he says now faith is it's interesting that he said now faith is he didn't say faith was or will be so faith exists in the present realm amen he says now faith is the substance of things hoped for uh, i want you to circle that word you know put a chewing gum on it do something mm, make sure you you mark it amen he says faith is the substance of things that we 
hope for. So hope is a spiritual force. Hope is important, you know. Uh, some people think oh, it's childish to hope. No, uh, you need hope so that your faith can attach substance to your hope. Amen. Uh, the anchor for your faith is your hope. You, you ought to be a, a hopeful person. And I tell people like this, I tell them, as long as you have Jesus still living on the inside of you, you ought to still have hope. Why? Because he is the hope of glory. Amen. Uh, Jesus comes into your life. If you have Jesus, there is hope for your marriage. If you have Jesus, there is hope for your business. If you have Jesus, uh, there is, uh, this part you should have been shouting amen. There is, there is hope for your future. Amen. Uh, there is hope with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> he says this. He says, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith brings substance to things that we hope for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, it what faith? The elders obtained a good report or a good testimony. Uh, so it produced good fruit, this faith, uh, for the elders. Uh, so if it did it for them, let me tell you, it can do it for you and I. He says the same verse in the uh, Amplified Classic. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. And so this faith or this hope has to be anchored in a title deed. And we said last week that the title deed that your hope should be anchored in is the word of God. Amen. You just don't hope. Uh, uh, you know, in a wishy-washy hope that's void and is not uh, anchored in something. Your hope has to be anchored in the title deed of God's word. And so as you get into God's word, that word is going to give you hope for a turnaround and for a change in, in your circumstances. Amen. So it says this faith is a confirmation, a title deed for things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And so when we start talking about faith, we, we also realize that we, we, we're talking about things. It says faith is the substance of what? Uh, things over people get have a problem with the, when the pastor you know start teaching you about how you can uh, uh, you know overcome things they say man he's just talking about things let's talk about spiritual you know things you know in the natural uh, god wants you to have things and he has given you faith so you can get some things uh, faith is a substance of what of things hoped for the evidence of what of, of things not seen because god is trying to get some things to you so there's no problem with things Amen. That's what faith is for. It's for stuff. Can I get an amen? And so you ought to use it to, to, to get this stuff. So I'm going to be talking about a lot of things. Don't get tripped up. That's what faith is for. And so we, we say uh, hope is, is what gives anchor to your faith so that it can bring your, your, your substance to the things that you hope for. So faith starts with hope. You have to have hope on the inside of you. If you're hopeless, you know, then there's no substance to attach to your hope. Amen? So there has to be hope. And this is why God would always give a word of hope uh, first before uh, he brings the, the thing to pass. He would always send a hope, uh, a word filled with hope. Last week we read the story of Zechariah in Luke chapter number one. Uh, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to say, there's hope. You're going to have a son. And he was of old age and Elizabeth was barren. But God sent a word and that word put hope in the heart of Zechariah. And that's what the word of God is meant to do. It is to bring hope in a hopeless situation. 
Can I get an amen? And so there is hope for you, but this hope, you know, is, has to be developed. You have to develop this hope. And I wrote down, uh, this down, and you might want to write it down uh, if, if, if you're taking down notes. And it is this, that hope uh, is, the foundation of your hope is your imagination. The foundation of hope is your imagination. Now, the minute you say that word imagination, a lot of people think, man, man, that's childish. Imagination? Come on, preach about someone else, you know, deeper, Pastor T. Imagination? What's up with that? You know, your imagination really is, is powerful. In fact, it's, it's one of the a few things that distinguishes uh, you as a human being from the animal kingdom. Your imagination, the ability to imagine. It is a God-given gift that distinguishes you from the birds of the air, if you will. You know, uh, uh, beyond, b besides speaking, you know, animals don't speak. One of the things God has given us that distinguishes uh, us from the animal kingdom is the ability to see things that are not uh, uh, present with us. Only human beings can, can imagine. And see stuff that's beyond us. Animals live, live on what is known as instinct. This is why uh, birds have been making the same bird nests for eons. The, the, the structure hasn't changed. But you bring it over here to human beings. Uh, we started in the cave and we made mud huts. And now we have uh, uh, 300 story buildings. And all of those things started in someone's imagination. And then they took that imagination uh, to a person known as an uh, architect, right? Neo, Neo is here. She's the one that will draw it for you. And then she will make it a reality for you. And, and, and she'll give it to you. And she'll say, here's your building. Before, it's even, uh, before you even go out there and start putting, you know, uh, laying brick upon brick, what you need is your imagination to have seen these things. And so when Neo sits with you, she's an architect, she'll say, what do you see? I want to know what you see because we're going to build based on what you see. And similarly, in the life that we live, God is asking the church, what do you see? What are you seeing? Because we're going to build uh, based on what you see. And this is why most of us now have to learn how to break the barriers of what we are seeing. Because we are limiting God because our sight, our imagination is limited. We are just seeing ourselves as grasshoppers and God has to work with that imagination. Remember the children of Israel? They came back to God and they said, Lord, uh, we, we just see ourselves uh, as grasshoppers. And they told the nation, they said, man, we saw giants there. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. And the Bible says, and so were they in the eyes of the giants. You know, life treats you the way you see yourself. And so your problem is not what's happening on the outside. Your problem, your real problem, if you really want to fix it, your real problem is what's happening on the inside. Now watch what happens here. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 11. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 11. We're talking about how you can develop your hope. Amen. It says in Genesis 11 verse 1 to 8. It says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass uh, as they journeyed from the east uh, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime and uh, had they for the mortar. So this is still at the 
planning phase, if you will, they said one to another, this is still, you know, deliberating. What are we trying to do here? Amen. And they said, go to, let us build a, a city, a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They all have one language. This thing they begin to do, now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Did y'all see that? And so the Lord came down, scripture says, in verse uh, number four, uh, verse number five, it says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. But these people hadn't even started the building. And then the Lord proceeded to say, because they are one language, one mind, this thing that they have imagined to do, no one can stop them. You know why? Because by the time it reaches your imagination level, your conception chamber, even the Lord can't stop it. It would be like uh, uh, carrying out an abortion. By the time, hey, you see yourself that way, uh, uh, God has, uh, has to allow it to come into full manifestation that way. If you see yourself limited, guess what? The Lord has to bring it to pass that you are limited. Can I get an amen? And so this is why before the Lord turns your situation around, he's going to bring a word. And the, the purpose of that word is to paint new pictures on the canvas of your heart. You see, words, words are like a paint and a brush. Uh, words, you know, because whenever people speak words to you, uh, human beings don't think in paragraphs. We don't think in word, you know, uh, uh, letters, alphabetical order. We don't think, we, we think in pictures. And so if I came to you this morning and I said, Apple, what do you see? You don't see the word Apple. What do you see? You see a, an apple. If I say to you, a red apple, what do you see? You see a red apple. If I say to you, green apple, you see what? A green apple. Because your mind is wired to think in pictures. And and this is why, you know, the, uh, during uh, COVID 2019, all the enemy needed to do was to bring words that paint pictures uh, on people's hearts. And, 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 and this thing hasn't even hit town yet, but he's putting it on news uh, of people lying on the streets and he's showing it to your face. And you, you receive those pictures and he tells you this thing is going to get you. This thing is going to kill you. There's some uh, bubbles. I mean, we didn't know this, but, but you know, they told us that when people are talking, they, the things that come out of their mouth, if that thing lands on you, you're dead. And so what, did, what they did is they gave people words and those words painted pictures in the hearts of men. And so everybody started seeing themselves dying. This is why you came out to people and said, let's go out to eat. They said, no, man, I'm just saying. This is why people came, went, bought groceries. People were buying groceries and they would wash all their groceries before they eat them. And I had a friend, in fact, when you, when you went to his house, uh, 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 they would ask you to come through the garage and you strip down and you'd get a horse and just, you know, clean you up before you come into the house. What happened? What happened was the words that they were pushing out uh, were giving people certain pictures, right? And then they changed their tune at halfway in the game. They said, okay, uh, now this thing doesn't matter anymore. The thing is still in town. 
They say, change the tune. This thing doesn't matter anymore. You're going to be all right. Hey, you can go out and do whatever you want. And because they send different uh, uh, words, people started seeing themselves thriving. They say, man, they said. And because they saw themselves. All I'm saying is, it's just the same way you listen to them. Why don't you give God a chance when he said uh, he has called you to be the head and not the tail? Why don't you start seeing yourself as the Lord is calling you? Why don't you start seeing yourself as the Lord is saying, you are the prosperous of the Lord. And that whatever you touch uh, will prosper. All I'm saying is, give the Lord the same chance that you gave those people. If the Lord says you win, uh, give him a chance. Can I get an amen? And so with these people, you know, the, the Lord said whatever they've imagined to do, nothing can be stopped which they have imagined uh, uh, to do. And so you, you've got to start seeing yourself different. See yourself as a world changer. See yourself prosperous. See yourself as the yield of the Lord. Uh, don't just sleepwalk through life. Engage your imagination. This is why scripture says over there in Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart. If you are to put security guards at, at something in your life, the, the most valuable thing you should put your security guards is your heart. Don't just allow anyone to just come and paint, you know, pictures on the canvas of your imagination. Every word they release to you, if you receive it, it's painting a picture and it's a picture of limitation or a picture of victory. And some of the words sound innocent. You know, you're a young girl, you're at work, you meet with other young girls, and say, girl, there are no eligible bachelors in town. And you say, amen to that. So what it did is it painted a picture for you. And then over here, there's someone else who say, I know my spouse is out there. And he is or she is the blessed of the Lord and she will come into my life and be a blessing for me. That person, listen, the person, it's not, it's not what's going on out there. It's what's going on on the inside. Amen. 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 That person over here will never get a call to go on a date. You know why? Because uh, what begins to happen around you is based on what you are on the inside. And then this person over here, they'll be getting 12 people calling them to go on a date. They'll be saying, ah, there are too many eligible bachelors in town. Because you see what you have seen on the inside. In fact, if you go to the science world, they call it the reticular activating system. And what it is, is whatever picture you conceive in your heart, when you leave your house, you start to see it everywhere. This is why if you go to a dealership and you decide, you know what, I'm going to get an Audi A4. As you walk out of that dealership, you start to see Audi A4s everywhere. It's like, man, I didn't know there were this many. Oh, that one, that's the one I want. Oh, that one and that one too. What happened? What happened was something was activated in your imagination and all of a sudden you start to notice it. Yeah. It's the same thing. If God's word could activate prosperity on the inside of you, you will leave your house and start to see prosperity everywhere. Prosperity. Opportunities there. Opportunities. Oh man, I don't know what to do with these opportunities. 
But you can shut that thing down by not allowing your imagination to see beyond your current circumstances. It was in 1889, uh, the, the uh, 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 director of the patent office in the U.S. Uh, put out a statement. He said we, should, we may as well close the uh, uh, patent office because uh, uh, everything that can be uh, innovated has already been innovated. 1889, this is before the airplane, this is before the cell phone, this is before the computer. You know why he thought that way? He could not allow his imagination to go beyond what he could see in, in his surroundings. Man, when you don't allow your imagination to see beyond your circumstances, you are limiting what God can do through you. This is why scripture says in 1 uh, 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 Corinthians, it could be 2, 4, 18, it says this, it says, while we do not look at the things that we can see with these physical eyes, we look at the things that we don't see with these physical eyes. Why? Because those things are eternal. God is trying to get you to see beyond where you are right now. This is why when he came to Abraham, he, he did two things. The first thing he said to Abraham is, he knew Abraham's problem was, he was old and his wife uh, Sarah was barren and they needed a son. And, and, and the Lord could have come and say, Abraham, boom, there's a son. Just like he created Adam, he could have created a son in heaven and just, boom, there's a son. He didn't do that because everything you're going to receive from God has to flow through the channel of your heart. So God has to work on your heart to get some things through your heart so that they can come into manifestation. And so the first thing God did with Abraham was, I'm going to get you to uh, leave your father's house. It's the first thing we need to do. We need to change your environment. 75 year old still living with your parents let's fix that first <laughs> amen the lord, the lord said let's fix that let's get let's change your environment and some of you you know i know you have your dreams and you've spelled them out it's the beginning of the year 2023 you want to take your business to the next level praise god some of you want to get married some of you want to get your bodies healed you want to do these things and travel the world and maybe i'm just saying maybe the first thing we need to do is to change your environment amen. can i get an amen, amen. And, and put you in a different environment an environment that speaks to your dream the, the environment that Abraham was in didn't speak to his dream. You, you, you're staying in the spare bedroom. You, bro, this is not going to work. With your wife. With your wife you're gonna, you, you, it's, it's a problem. Let, let's get you in a different environment that speaks to your dream. Can I get an amen? Man, some of you, you believe in God to buy your own house. Sometimes you just need to leave that, that little, uh, you know, thing you're, you're, you're renting and just go uh, house shopping even though you don't. Just change the environment so you can see what the houses are uh, on the market and what they look like. Just change your environment. Go someplace else that will challenge your comfort. And as you walk into these houses, you're going to feel a little uncomfortable, a little misplaced as you start. It, just like Abraham, you know, he's in a different environment and so on and so forth. But I'm telling you, before you know it, you're going to start getting uh, comfortable and getting used to it. And it will start informing your, 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 your imagination and the way you see life. Can I get an amen? amen. And some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We, we, we put you in Santon Mall. Uh, Santon City Mall is that the big one these days, right? That's the most expensive. We put you in there. You can't wait to get out. Because <laughs> you feel like you don't belong. 
Amen. Anybody know what I'm doing? It's not you. It's the guys who didn't come. It's like, man, I need to get out of here. Amen. I need to get out of here. But sometimes you need to just challenge your comfort. Amen. I said, amen. You need to just go in there to that section where they have security guards on the, on the doors. You know, it's a different kind of vibe out there. There are stores where they're saying, please come into the... Then there are stores where they're saying, you know, And I like to go to those stores where they're standing there trying to intimidate you. And when you go in there, man, make yourself comfortable. Some of you go in there and you leave too quickly. Just pick the, the first thing that you see. Louis Vuitton wallet. Oh, 45,000. Back to Mr. Price. Man, don't, don't. man, I'm telling you, you need to start getting... I'm just using that as an example. But man, I'm telling you, you need to, to, to go someplace. Uh, my wife, at, in a job, you know, she was working at, 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 at ground floor, right? And she, she, she had, uh, her dream was to work at, uh, at the top floor, right? Uh, uh, four, front office is uh, three, four uh, uh, lifts. So every time she'd walk into uh, uh, work, she'd press uh, 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 fifth floor. But everybody knows she works in, in ground floor. <laughs> But she pressed fifth floor and then she'd walk into the fifth floor and just touch things there. Get comfortable because this is my destiny. Amen. Amen. And that's the second thing that the Lord did with Abraham. That's the second thing. The, the, the Lord said to Abraham, we're going to change your name. Your name is Abraham, but we're going to change your name. Uh, from today onwards, you're going to be called Abraham, which means father of many nations. Even though you don't have a child, we're bringing you into a new environment so that you can start getting comfortable just being called a father of something. And for 25 years, he walked around. Can you imagine the, the ordeal? He, he probably went to home affairs and said, man, I'm here for a name change. What's your current name? My name is Abraham. What do you want to change it to? to Abraham. What does that mean? It means I'm a father of many nations. And small talk, that lady would have said, man, wh why? You must have a lot of children. And it is in that moment whether you're going to release faith or doubt. No, actually, I don't have a, lo a lot of children. It's just something they told us to do at church. No, I am a father of many nations. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. And so God is trying to get uh, uh, Abraham to get comfortable with a, with a different mental picture so that he can see himself different. And, 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 and once he starts seeing himself as Abraham, everywhere he went, people would call him that. People started addressing him as father of many nations. Once you start to see yourself uh, prosperous, people around you are going to see you as that and they're going to start speaking life into that new uh, image and, and imagination that God has given you. And it will drive you into a new destination. Amen. And so God is not just doing these things. He's working on something. Amen. And after that, he went to Abraham. Abraham is sleeping in a tent and he's looking at the ceiling of the tent. And Abraham said to him, I want you to come out of that tent and, and look at the expanse of the, of, the, of the universe. Look at the sky. What do you see? He said, I see stars. He says, can you count them? He says, I can't count them. What is the Lord doing? He's working on new mental pictures for Abraham. He says, can you count them? No, I can't count them. He says, as numerous as they are, so shall be your seed. And so now Abraham has a new imagination. And when it was fully formed, Isaac came to pass. 
Man, I'm telling you, God wants to work on your heart. He wants to work on your imagination. And you have to allow his word to be the paint and the brush. Only his word. Not people's opinions. Can I get an amen? Amen. Only his word should be the paint and the brush on the canvas of your imagination. You have to see yourself a, a different. Amen. You have to see, this is probably the fiercest battle that I've had to fight as your pastor, is to see myself uh, different. You know, uh, and it's the fiercest battle you'll have to fight uh, in your own life. It, because, you see, when it comes to demon, demons, you can cast them out. Demons, you can cast them out, and all you need is one word to cast them out. Uh, puma. <laughs> and, and they will go. But how do you cast out your mind? (laughs) See, you're going to have to learn how to to work with your mind and and bring new possibilities to your mind. The the reason you you, you haven't uh, grabbed a hold of your dream, some of you, is because you you, you don't see it yet. And some of you don't believe it. Let's try it right now. Just just close your eyes and see yourself in a Rolls Royce right right now. Yes, Rolls Royce. We didn't say spend money. We just said close your eyes. <laughs> and most of you just tilt, 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 tilt. Yeah. Oh, I can't. <laughs> You're trying to open that thing. Oh. Your mind won't. We're not even talking about the real thing. Your mind won't let you get into a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and so you got to work on your mind. Amen. Amen. And some of you, you say, close your eyes, see yourself in your own house. It's like, mm. you're trying to find it and locate it. It's not happening. And so this is why you have to work on your thinking. And this is why you have to change your environment. You know, hang around. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, 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 Pastor C and I went to Cape Town to spend some time with uh, Billy Epperhart. Some of you may not know him. Uh, he's the CEO of uh, Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris. Uh, but outside of that, he, he runs multiple businesses and he's a, you know, a, a multi-millionaire in his own right. And the reason why you know, I can fly for a day, spend some time with him, and come back is because of, 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 of what he does. Some things, see, some things are taught but some things are caught you know when they say have a mentor that you spend around uh, a, a time with it's not necessarily the things that you learn through instruction but some of the things you learn just through observation just spending around them see how they uh, handle life in general see how and, and you catch some things from there and so we're spending time with this guy and he doesn't even know it but he's shifting my thinking is he's, he's working on my on my heart expanding my thinking and he's talking to us he said you know this wealth builders uh, private equity that he just started and you know I like the grace in the marketplace stuff i like the marketplace stuff he said tafara this thing uh in less than uh, uh, a year i think or two years he said this thing has grown to a net worth of uh, of 120 million us dollars it's private equity he says people are bringing in money and we're turning them away to 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 invest in the in the private equity and he's shifting my thinking, right? Because, you know, you're sitting with some, you're used to dealing with 1,500 rand, and you're sitting with someone who deals with 120 million. It, it shifts your thinking. It, it does something to you. And this is why you, you need to get around people that challenge you. Amen? 
you know, you think, I, th I thought I had arrived. Now that I can afford uh, uh, Woolworth grapes. <laughs> Them grapes are expensive. Now I sit around Billy and I'm like, oh man, forget the grapes. We have a world to change. He's not talking. See, I'm thinking in grapes. He's thinking in how many people do we employ next year? He's thinking, man, we need to add 100 more employees. I have a pastor. He's a friend of mine. He just finished a conference now uh, in Lagos, Nigeria. I connected him with Ashley and Kali, and they were preaching out there. And uh, they were preaching there with him. And, and I, I, I was talking to him on the phone actually yesterday. He said, Tafari, he said, Tafari, uh, we had uh, uh, 15,000 people come out to our conference. 15,000 people. I went on to his live broadcast. At one goal, they had 24,000 people tuned in uh, and listening to the gospel. I went and I watched after effect it's 120,000 views on just one day's conference he said to me listen we rented a big arena because we needed a big arena we had to spend 180,000 US dollars I need to hang around people like that because they will shake you they shake your dreams amen Man, you need to hang around people that, that shake you and, and that shake your dreams that, that, that show you that it's possible can I get an amen? I, I was talking to him. He said, we have 200 people on staff. I told him, I said on the phone yesterday, I told him, I said, I hope you realize this is not you. It's God to be God. And he said this. He said, yes, sir. This is not me. This is God. Amen? amen. Man, I'm telling you, God is trying to get you to a place where you, you're not just looking for a job, but you're hiring people to work for you. Amen? Amen? I said, amen. God is trying to get you to a place where you're not just hiring people, but you're impacting the GDP of this country. When they say the GDP is out of whack, they need to come to the children of God for us to open up certain things so we can fix that. It happened in the life of Abraham. It says Abraham's economy, his personal economy, had grown so much that it was bigger than the economy of the nation that they begged him to leave the land. And so I'm telling you, you have to shift your imagination. And, and thank God, we live in a time where you can imagine some stuff. Yeah. And I'm talking to Billy. I was talking to Billy. We were laughing. He said, uh, he said this. He said, you know, we had this new PA uh, join us. And uh, she, she said to me, she said to Billy, she said, man, I can get you cheap tickets. She, the PA said to Billy, my specialty is getting cheap tickets to fly. And Billy said, really? She said, yeah. She said, how cheap? He said, $50 tickets. I can get you a $50 ticket from Denver to, to New York. And Billy said, really? She said, yeah. And, and she, she, decided, she said, you know, I'm going to go and, uh, and I'm going to uh, do it so I can show you how to do it. So she went and booked a ticket, uh, brought the ticket, threw it at his table, said, boom, there you go, as a $50 ticket. And Billy said, man, there seems to be a problem. She said, what's the problem? He says, I don't fly economy. So what happened was they were operating at a different wavelength with their imagination. This one uh, uh, emirate, this is one king in, in one of the emirates in Dubai, you know, the son came to him. He was crying. He says, man, dad, I need a, a, a golf tutor. I need to learn how to play golf and so on and so forth. The dad said, man, uh, don't worry. I, I'm, I'm going to get you a golf club. And the son thought golf club. No, the man was talking about golf club. And so he could have missed the golf club because of his small thinking. 
Man, I'm telling you, allow God's word to, to form pictures to its fullest potential. When he says he will supply all your needs, what kind of needs do, do come to mind? Is it, is it wool, wool is graves or what, what kind of needs? You've got to learn how to elevate your thinking. In fact, in fact, when the Bible says you will supply all your need according to his riches uh, in glory, that word need, if you go look it up in the Greek, is the word demand. Yeah. He's saying he will furnish your demand. What kind of demands are you placing on your faith? Because he's turning around and saying, be it unto you according to your faith. And so if I place a demand for a bicycle, guess what? He's going to furnish that demand for a bicycle. Can I get an amen? amen? But if I place a demand for an aeroplane, guess what? He's going to furnish that, that demand for an aeroplane. The problem is not on the supply. The problem is on our heart capacity to ask big. And so I'm calling the church this morning to start working on your heart. Some of you are going to have to go on uh, uh, Pinterest. You've never owned a house. Go there on Pinterest and, and, and type in there uh, 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 title deeds for a house. You're going to pop up, print that thing, erase the name that's on it, and put your name on it. Start there. Start there. That's where you need to start. And see your name on something. And start getting comfortable just seeing your name on something. And some of you, you believe in God to travel, but you won't even, you won't even do anything. You get a ticket, somebody else's ticket. Hey, hey, Nosiswe, uh, 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 you went to America, send me your ticket. You get that ticket, you, you, you remove a name, you're working on something. I've already started doing it. I went and I, I Googled what a Harvard scholarship looks like. I took that thing down and I erased the name that was on it and I put Munesubutai. Now, you may laugh. Some of you, it's childish, but let's talk in about 20 years' time. Because I'm, I'm trying to, see, because I know the problem is me. The problem is not God. The problem is not the devil. The devil is already defeated. The problem is my capacity to see what's possible with God. And so I've learned through reading the Bible that the problem is me. I keep putting limits on God based on my experience. And so when God says, we, we're trying to go big, let's go big. I say, no, not me. I can't, I know, <laughs> no. Lord, you know I'm humble. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And the Lord says, hey, listen, we're, we're trying to bring some promotion here. We're trying to get you to, to, to lead a team so you can run this thing. I'm trying to get you to, Lord, no, Lord, no, no, Lord, maybe Mark. Mark is your guy, Lord, not me. And, and now the Lord won't force anything on you. Let me read this and then we'll close. Can I read one more verse? Let's go to 1 Kings, chapter number, 2 Kings, chapter number 7, uh, from verse 1 to 2. Is this helping you? Man, I'm telling you, every night, every night before I go to sleep, I, I spend about 10 minutes just seeing where God is taking me. I've got to see it. You know, for many, many years, I saw myself on television teaching. Just I close my eyes and, and use someone else's set and see myself there. 
And because of that, I started to attract opportunities. Remember the reticular activating system? It's a thing God put on the inside of you to attract the things that you have already established in your heart. Because of that, TV came to us. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Uh, 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 Billy Eppard was sharing this with us. You know, uh, 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 Miss, Miss Becky said this, actually. They were asking Andrew Womack. They said, what's the one thing you'd encourage us to do? You know, in their, uh, uh, they took Andrew out for lunch. He says, Andrew, what's the one thing? You'd in- they're expecting Andrew to say, is pray in tongues all day, close yourself in a room. So Andrew says this. He says, dream, don't stop dreaming. Now, to some people, it sounds childish. He says, keep dreaming. He says, dream all the time. He says, the day you stop dreaming is the day that you die. And you've got to keep dreaming. And here's the good news about dreaming is that it doesn't cost much. And you can see, it's awesome where we are because I've seen at least five different church buildings. I built the first one, saw it, I didn't like it, tore it down. Built another one, I didn't like it, tore it down. Built another, now I'm working on the fifth one. And it hasn't cost me a single rand. Now what's your excuse? If you're single, you see yourself in a marriage made in heaven. I thought I was going to get a louder. Amen. <laughs> if you are divorced, see your next marriage better than that fool that you... you, you. <laughs> see, the problem is you are holding on to that fool in your imagination and you're trying to get a different person. It doesn't work like that. You get exactly what you see. What are you seeing? That's tight, but it's right. Amen. There is hope. Someone shout, there is hope. If your first business didn't work, don't carry those pictures into your next one. Amen. I said amen. Now, if you go to Second Kings chapter number 1, from verse 1 to 7, I'm reading in the Message Bible, uh, God will always bring his word first. And, and the reason for that word is so that he can paint new pictures on the canvas of your heart. Amen? Amen? It is so that when God says apple, you see an apple. It is so that when God says uh, uh, you are more than a conqueror, you start to have a picture of someone who wins all the time. Amen? Amen. And so this word came. Listen, God's word... And I believe this is a word for you this morning. Listen, God's word, the famine is over. This time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. A handful of meal for a shekel. Now, this is a word uh, that Elisha is bringing to a nation that was in a, in a famine situation. Uh, this was, the famine was so bad, uh, people were eating cow dung and they started eating children. People would take turns to eat each other's kids. It was that bad. And so Elisha, and there was, there was a siege, right? It was like uh, sanctions. They were closed. Nothing could go in. Nothing could come out. It's a bad situation. And, and people are in trouble. The economy is, is not is dysfunctional. And, and, and Elisha comes with the contrary because God is trying to turn their situations around. But before he does it, he needs to paint new pictures in the canvas of them. Think about it. God could have gone to the children of Israel and just said, I want to give you your own land. He didn't say that. He said, I want you to give you a land that flows with milk and honey so that they can have a picture of what this land looks like. 
And so he came in a famine situation. Listen, God's word, the famine is over. Now, they could have walked outside and said, no, it ain't. But no, no, no. He's working on something. The famine is over. This time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. A handful of meal for a shekel. Two, handful, uh, two handfuls for a grain for a shekel. The market at the city gate will be buzzing. In other words, <laughs> you'll have more customers than you can handle. Now, when he says hey, food will be plentiful, a handful of meal for a shekel, and two handfuls for a grain of a shekel. Now, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen to the country, but what I'm saying is that this is what can happen to your personal economy. Petrol at 50 rand a liter can feel like one rand a liter in your own personal economy. Man, that's good preaching. It says in verse 2, And the attendant on whom the king leaned uh, for support said to the holy man, I don't want those pictures. That's what he said. He said, do you expect us to believe that? Trap doors opening in the sky and food tumbling out. And then the man of God says this, Don't worry. You watch it with your own eyes, but you will not eat so much as a mouthful. In other words, God won't force the pictures that you refuse to accept in your heart. If you don't accept the X5, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, somebody else will. It's so all bad. That pastor was preaching about cars. I don't want that car. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Linda was preaching last week. She said the Lord put a, a, a desire in her heart. To believe for uh, 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 way back in the 90s. To believe the Lord for a BMW 325. She allowed that to be. She went and, and visited the dealership. She asked them. They asked them. They said, how are you paying for this? She said, she said my dad is paying. She just didn't tell them which dad. She said, my dad is going to be paying for this. And fast forward one year later, uh, her husband came and said, hey, we need to get a new car. And it happened to be that 325, but it had to be conceived in her heart first. She had to see it first. Can I get an amen? Uh, Sister Amanda here, many, many years ago, we used to pick her up with the kids. We'll pick her up from home and bring her to church, pick her up. And one day, man, I got tired of picking her up. I said, hey, we're going to have to start believing God for a car. She said, yes. I said, what are you believing God for? She said, I'm believing God for a BMW. I said, no. She said, I'm believing God for a red BMW. I said, no. Let's, let's start with the Uno. And so what happened was, I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. And so I was trying to downgrade her imagination to the level that I think I could handle. It wasn't on her, it was on my faith. And she said, no, I'm still going to believe God for the BMW, and, and, and it's going to be a red one. And fast forward, two months later, she came, she said, Pastor, catch this. Flip the keys in the sky. Caught that thing. I looked. I said, wow. This thing works. And I started using it on myself. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, this works. You have to 
change it from the heart. I'm going to end with this story. This is how I'm going to end. Uh, 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 20, 2011, my wife and I, you know, we were expecting. 20, 2013, I think, you know, we were expecting. And, uh, uh, you know, these days they say we are pregnant. No, she was, she was like, we are not you know, trying to be woke. And, uh, you know, they're sensitive about everything. They create a, a soft generation. They say, you, you know, I mean, I, I heard on the internet, they say you can't say mother. It's not inclusive. I said, man, you're talking, you're talking El Gabaj. There is a difference between a mother and a father. He said you can't thumbs up anymore because it's passive aggressive. Thumbs up. I said, man, you're creating a soft generation. When the enemies come, when, you know, these nations come to bomb you, I told them, I told the Americans, I said, they're going to come bomb you and all these, uh, the people that are supposed to be fighting you, fighting and defending the land will be walking around. Hey, you know, I'm telling you, pick up that gun and fight. Defend the women and children. Real women. The men are the ones that go to the forefront of the battle and defend the women and children. Can I get an Amen. Amen. The man can't be trying to act like, you know, no, men, men, men must be men. Yeah. And we roll our sleeves and fight. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Yeah. We, I mean, some of these men, a thief comes to your house, you're hiding, sending your wife to go into. Man, you ought to be the one who goes and say, yeah, who's here? What's going on here? telling you man they're creating a soft generation they get offended by everything somebody's gonna get offended by this but i'm trying to help you and so you know she was pregnant right in 2013 you thought i forgot i didn't and so you know one of our mentors right you, you need a mentor that's tough on you a mentor is your coach a mentor is not your friend if you have one of these mentors that just say yes, 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 they're not your friend, they're not your mentor, they're your friend. That's good. You need friends, but you also need mentors. Now, Stacy and Brady, they're tough. And so, uh, 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 you know, they, they live in Atlanta, and uh, Brady, uh, actually, he's, he was one of the founders for, for Dell, you know, the computer company, Dell. He was with Michael Dell when they founded Dell. So he's a top guy. I remember going for dinner, lunch with him, because, you know, I like fried food. So I went for lunch with him, and he had gotten a job uh, up, up north in uh, New Hampshire, in New Jersey. And this is what he said to me. He said, he said to Farah, they want to give me $1.2 million. And I told him, I said, that's, that's change. That's for, for small boys. I said, man, you give, give that to me. I said. <laughs> and so, and so, so Brady's tough, you know. And so we're sitting with Brady and Stacy. Stacy, she's tough. You're going to see Stacy. She's going to come. We call it the mother of the ministry. She doesn't take any kind of nonsense she's just straight she tells you like it is i go sometimes to her crying and say man they're backstabbing me and she's like are you sulking <laughs> i think i am she says take the thumb out of your mouth and grow up that's what she says she doesn't even say let's pray about it she says hey you need to grow up <laughs> and so stacy's sitting with us she says this baby is not going to come while you're living in that house that you're living and and so we said yes ma'am she said well have you found a house she said, we said, no, we haven't. One month, two months. Have you found a house? Three months, you haven't found. She's getting frustrated with us. And so she, we had design quarters here eating lunch. She said, have you found a house? We said, no. She said, you know, I think now we have a problem. We're going to fix this. She said, what are you looking for? And it turns out we didn't even know what we were looking for. You know why? Because we didn't have pictures uh, uh, in our hearts. We didn't have alignment as well. You know, what I thought was a house, you know, my wife didn't think it was a house, you know. And so we were, we were, 
And so Stacy said, we're going to bring you to alignment. And we're going to give you all the same mental picture. This is why it's going to be difficult. Uh, single people, when you get married, man, uh, pick someone who's going to be on the same page with you. When, when you launch out and you say, I'm starting a business, you don't want someone who says, man, you're not you. You, uh, you, uh, uh, you business, you. Uh, no, pick someone who can get on the same page with you. Is this preaching? This, this will help you. Just find someone who... And so, Stacy said, we're going to get you on the same page. She asked for a napkin, right? A, a, a serviette. And she asked for a pen. She said, now we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, see this house together. You know? And she said, what are you looking for, number one? And my wife said, we want a scullery. Now, I didn't know what a scullery was. And so I had to Google it. What's a scullery? And then they showed me a scullery. I said, ooh, that would be nice to have. And so now we're on the same page uh, with concerning the scullery. She said, we want a swimming pool. I didn't know what a swimming pool. I can't swim. The brother can't swim. <laughs> the only swimming pool I knew was the, the tub. <laughs> no, not the tub. We didn't have a tub. A bucket that we washed in. That's the, the, the biggest uh, uh, water in one place that I had ever, you know, come across. Uh, uh, the one that you, you know... And the, good, the, the awesome part was when you finish bathing and you just take all of it. I, I used to look forward to that. And just... Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, just, and I would go to school and say, man, I showered today. I just didn't tell them which shower, right? <laughs> It was a bucket shower. And so she put swimming pool there. <laughs> I said, okay. And so now I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see, oh, a house can have a swimming pool. She said, uh, uh, maid's quarters. Said, oh, a house can have a maid's quarters. Oh. She said, all these different things she put in there. And now, all of a sudden, I'm starting to see it. And true story, within a week of writing it down, we walked in and we said, this is the house. And so when they say to you, write your goals down, it's not just something you do at the beginning of the year. You write down, you say, we want to make 5 million turnover. You write that thing down, life will begin to open possibilities for you so that that goal can be achieved. I'm yet to meet someone who's written a goal down that they have not achieved. Because when you write it down, it starts to inform you. It starts to bring new mental pictures. And it starts to enlarge your heart. And so all God is asking you to do is to start allowing his word to inspire you to write big dreams. If you're going to think, you may as well think big. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It's not going to cost you anything. Think big. Some of you are going to have to just start going to Santon and, and buying bread. Just get in there, get comfortable. Go to pick and pay. Instead of going to Maslatini pick and pay. <laughs> True story. I'm trying to get, I'm working on something. Go to that, to, to, to the big one and, and just walk into the pick and pay in there. Pay for parking. It's only 10 rand. You're working on something. You know why they put that 10 rand thing? It can be a barrier. If you're not thinking big, oh man, I can't believe I have to, you know, buy, pay for, no, no, pay for that thing. Go buy bread for 17 rand. Get comfortable in there. Get comfortable in a different space. Hey, I'm getting comfortable here. This is where I belong. Before you know it, life will really start to open up for you to really belong there. Some of you, you need to start talking to your kids about going to, to Ivy League schools. Amen. 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 
Don't shut your children down. Now, I'm supposed to have finished preaching, but I know this is important. Some of you, your children, you know, when between the age of 7 and, and, and 16, they say uh, uh, 16 million uh, different neurological connections are shut down of possibilities in children. Children that wanted to, to do amazing things. Children that wanted to be leaders. Children that wanted to, they went to, to people like us who are older, who've been through life and we say to them, ah, no, you know, <laughs> wait until you grow up. <laughs> and so what we are doing, we are shutting their dreams one after the other. 16 million neurological connections are destroyed because the older people, the one with the influence, do not inform these children to say you can be whatever God has created you to be. I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I'm going to the next level. Someone shout, it's possible. <laughs> Amen. You know, in 1954, Roger Bannister ran the first... Uh, uh, he broke the first four-minute mile. He ran just under four minutes in a marathon uh, for a mile. It hadn't been done uh, uh, since eons. And, and, and from that day until today, over 1,500 people have run uh, uh, a four-minute mile in their marathon races. What happened was uh, Roger was just showing the world that it's possible. The stories that you read in the Bible, they are written for our learning. They are written so that they can inform our hope. That's what the Bible says uh, in Romans 15 verse 4. It says such things were written in scriptures long ago to teach us and to inform us. The scriptures give us hope and encouragement. I'm reading in the NLT. As we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. If God did it for Abraham, it informs my hope on the inside of me. That if God did it for, uh, if Roger Bannister did it, guess what? I also can do it if God did it for Abraham guess what it can also happen for me and so as you go into scripture and you read those stories they are supposed to inform uh, your heart on what's possible and scripture says all things are possible to him who believes all radical faith is is to dream big that's all radical faith is you know, you thought radical faith was praying in tongues and vibrating. Radical, yeah, they have radical. No, all radical faith is, is hey, we're going to take our business to 10 million and at the moment it's doing 500,000. Say, hey, we're going to believe God for 10 million. That's what we're going to do. That's all radical faith is. It is allowing your heart to dream bigger than what you can accomplish in your own strength. Can I get an amen? And I'm telling you, God is trying to work through you to accomplish some big things big things just allow your heart to start seeing bigger amen, amen. some of you God is calling you to be leaders that are going to steer this nation in its right direction some of you God is calling you to be leaders that, that are going to show the world what it looks like to be a child of God in the marketplace Amen. Amen. And all you have to do is to start thinking uh, uh, bigger than where you are right now. It's possible. God is on your side. It is possible. Amen.
it can be accomplished. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that it is only your word that we will allow to inform our hearts, to paint pictures on our hearts. We are not grasshoppers. We are not limited. We are well able. I thank you, Father, that you are informing our spirits right now, our spirit man, to see beyond where we are at right now. Thank you, Father, that for those who are in the, in, in the business arena, Lord, we are giving them new possibilities. Those who are in the education arena, Lord, I thank you that you are releasing a mantle, a franchise mantle for, for their schooling system, where the way they do school is going to be uh, exported uh, to different parts of the world, that they're going to open different schools in different places. I thank you, Father, right now, that you are uh, releasing a mantle uh, uh, for, for global impact on these your precious children. Lord, I thank you that you're releasing a mantle for organization, a mantle uh, for modeling that will release uh, an exponential growth uh, for the businesses that are under the sound of my voice. Those you have called uh, to be uh, uh, bakers, those you have called uh, to, to, to cook food. Lord, I thank you that beyond just making good food, you're you are giving them an insight on how they can exponentially uh, uh, just grow their business so that it can reach the, the, the different corners of the world. It can be done. And it will be done. Thank you, Father, that you're opening up doors that no man can shut, that you're bringing streams of water to flow even in desert places. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for doing it. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, Amen. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, it's possible. Uh, when, when, when you travel to New York there's a, a bunch of uh, uh, Asian boys that have this trailer called the Halal Boys all they do is cook food outside on the street that's all they did and the Lord released an anointing over that business man they started having uh, uh, people queue up three, four, five blocks and before you knew it they started opening up trailers on the streets different places people buying allow a chicken from from those boys from everywhere in the country from the street man i'm telling you god didn't give you your gift just so you can sit on it we don't want to get to heaven and god said man i, I gave you a gift to cook and you say man i just i didn't use it i gave you a gift to 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 make things you know make clothes i didn't use it i gave you uh, a gift to uh, uh, come up with a curriculum for an educational school and and export it the way the kingdom uh, does it i didn't use it lord man i'm telling you we have to allow god to expand uh, uh, whatever gift is put on the inside of us through us it's got to happen amen i said amen and so don't look down on what god has given you it's a powerful gift. Just start thinking big. Did that bless you? Man, it sure did bless me. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv. 
today. That's who.